Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. We wanted to take a minute to kind of step away from the players and the game of baseball and talk about something that is at every single baseball game. Both teams actually, you know, they're part of every team. It's it's your baseball uniform. And as somebody that played baseball for a very long time, they are not comfortable. Like, like they are not a fun thing to wear. Yeah, they look, they can look really good, but I don't think I was ever like, oh yeah, I'm really excited. Like it just was annoying putting them on. I will fully say that. Like the, the top part, not as much, but the pants and the socks and all the, the, the protective stuff underneath. It was just always a hassle. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we all know that baseball uniforms go back a long way. Uh, and, and, and the baseball manager is still the only on-field non-player that wears a uniform like the guys that are playing in the game. You, you know, you have you have Pat Riley in the NBA who, 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 you know, sort of prototyped wearing the suit on the sidelines and looking like, I mean, uh, the problem is the sick black hair. I always just think he looks like a 90s era mob boss on the sideline. Like, you know, yeah. just that look that he had. Pat Riley had it going on, I right, have right. to say. But, he, but, then, but, style. The, but then you go over to the NFL and you've got Bill Belichick and his hoodie legion who look like they just rolled out of bed and threw the first thing on before walking to the, you know, the field to coach a football game. And then there are baseball managers who look. Like, yeah, they're ready to get in the game if it was really needed. And you made the point, you know, that, you know, there there were player managers uh, to a degree for a, a while. And so that was convenient, right? Because if you were wearing your suit and you decided you wanted to play the game, they go down and change and come mm-hmm. out. And you, so you just wore the uniform just in case you wanted to put yourself in the game, like Pete Rose or somebody. Yeah, like yeah that. Might, might, might be coming in handy. He was the last one, I think, yeah. actually. Um, so the New York Knickerbockers, not Ooh. the basketball Knickerbockers, were the first baseball team to wear uniforms. Um, 1849. So that's interesting, right? So you got a bunch of guys getting together on the weekend to play on Sunday to play baseball. And they decide we're going to wear the same thing. That I don't know. Like other than being military, that's probably Other, where it you, came from. You know, it is also if if you're at the point where you had been playing together enough that there were people that were coming to watch you play. Having uniforms is really useful because it immediately makes it clear which team, which team, and who's who. Now, there's no numbers on the uniforms. No. There's no names just, on the they, uniforms. It looks better, right? Right, it looks better. So, by the end of the 19th century, they actually started wearing the road and home uniforms. So, immediately within 50 years, they've already made it much more complicated. So, um, and and the home whites, and this is something that I think takes place in in, in lots of sports today. You know, when I was a kid, like the home team wore white, and that's still the way that it is in in uh, in baseball. In that the main home jersey is a white. jersey. Jersey, could have pinstripes, could be able to lay, and the away jersey was a gray jersey, road grays, home whites. That was the tradition. Well, in and in, in hockey and in basketball, my teams, the Knicks and the Islanders, they wore white jerseys Jets. at home. Right, right. Now they wear the the hockey teams wear the dark jersey at home. And they wear the white jersey on the road, so they totally flipped it for some reason. I don't for, know why. For, for some reason. Also, I was like, for a lot of the teams, I find it's just like I'm glad they're moving away from that because white homes, gray roads, it's just so boring. But it's just tra- exactly, it's, it's just so traditional. I'm thinking, you know, we were watching um, the Mets and the Washington Nationals last weekend, and we both noticed the Nats uniform, which turns out it was from something called the MLB City Connect program. It's- so they're adding; they added seven teams this year. There were seven teams last year. I guess there's 14. Eventually, all the teams will have these sort of local. Lies uniforms. The Nat uniforms had WSH on there as it's sort of like a call out, um, and it had cherry blossoms. Since we're playing, they looked really good. I really like the way they look. And, and it's something if you, if I mean, for it's not a baseball thing, but if you've been following the NBA at all, they do those city uniforms. Like the Knicks have those black ones with yeah. like the logo. Those look, I think, as much as it is 
One from a, you know, purely from a business perspective, it makes sense for teams to diversify their uniforms because it just gives you more jerseys to shell, to sell. Right, right. And I, and I think that's what MLB, you know, in every sport wants. And and I think people like wearing the different jerseys. In fact, if you're a fan of the team, you might have jerseys in a you, bunch of different colors. You're going to attract two people, the type of people that are going to want to have every jersey for their favorite player and the type of people who wouldn't probably want to get just the stereotypical basic like Mets white uniform that with the pinstripes. It's a nice uniform. It's a great looking uniform, but I understand there would be people that would not want to go to the stadium and spend $80 on a replica of that, but they might want to spend $80 on the replica of the city connect uh, Jersey because it looks a lot more visually cool. So, uh, the, uh, Numbers came on, the Indians wore numbers uh, and, and started doing this, and, and the Yankees uh, obviously wore numbers back in the 20s, and if you don't know, Babe Ruth wore number three, as you know, and Lou Gehrig wore number four, and the reason was that Babe Ruth batted third in the lineup, Lou Gehrig batted fourth in the lineup. So there, the numbers initially for, for some teams were used to basically designate their space in the batting order. And I mean, teams are still really strict on what they do with their uniforms because I think the Yankees still don't. Do they have names in the back of their uniforms? They do not. They don't. They're one of the, they're the only The Red one. Sox don't at, at home do that. And, uh, and then the names, you know, so why do they put names on the uniforms? Television. Yep. Right, so you started broadcasting games in the '60s, and that, in fact, there were not names on the uniforms much before the '60s when the game into the '60s and '70s started being televised. To and people said, "Well, who the heck is that guy?" Uh, now you had a name on the back of the uniform, and you could tell. So there are a few teams that don't put uh, names on the back of the uniforms, including the Yankees. And knowing that you're a USC guy, how do you feel about that? Because I'm not the biggest fan of it. Of not having names on not the uniforms? Not having names on the back of uniforms. Um, well, a, a, a traditionalist would say that, you know, if you know your team, you know all your players. You don't need the names to tell you who the players are. Frankly, I don't. I like seeing the names for, on there. I, no I guess the it. problem with that is like, well, I don't want them for my team. I want them on the backs of other teams because I don't know who that random third baseman you've got over there today is. And having his name on the back of the jersey saves me going, oh, that's who it is? Five innings to the game when they finally say who it is. Yeah, but once you got, know the guy's name, doesn't mean you know him any better. Though. No, no. I just, I would just like to oh okay that's that guy so you know you said you wore uniforms and you didn't like him and, and when i was a, a little kid playing little league and that's the highest level of baseball i really ever played so not very high at all um they had still back in the day the wool uniforms right so you're a little kid out there and it's 90 degrees and you're in this wool uniform Baking. and you're dying out there and, and for so long major league baseball held on to these wool uniforms independent of like you played in a warm weather like st louis wearing a wool uniform in july in st louis could you imagine they all did it. It, it. There, there's definitely an element of baseball that it's so because it's so steeped in tradition. It's hard for it to move away from certain things, even when it's relatively common sense. So, even though everybody knows, you know, knew that these wool uniforms are unbearable, they're super hot and not fun to wear, especially in the dead of summer, which ironically is when we play the majority <laughs> of our game. But this is baseball, and we hold on to those. So traditions. we're going to <laughs> suffer here. For no reason at all. Now, to, to their credit, I don't remember a baseball player ever passing out from his uniform being too hot during no, a game. No. So maybe that was the dividing line between them doing something about it and not. Probably. <laughs> you know, if a guy had ever dropped down in right field from, you know, heat exhaustion in the middle of the third inning, I'm sure they would have, you know, fixed it by then. And I think it was the Tigers. So, you know, and, and you talk about classic uniforms. I always love the Detroit Tiger, um, you know, old English style D. Oh, I thought they really, really good. Really good. So that's, that's, that has, I remember watching um, the old Magnum in 
in the in the 70s with Tom Selleck, and he a guy was Magnum was from Michigan, and he would wear a Tiger's hat with just the D on it all the time. I just thought that was a really cool little inside thing if you knew baseball that that he was. It is paying interesting. Thing. I think one of the things we were talking about before we got on was. It's really interesting thinking about because of the way baseball is shot as a sport in comparison to, say, basketball, football and soccer is that all three of those sports are basically shot at a side angle moving back and forth along the same plane the entire time. You, so that's going to be the majority of the mm-hmm. way the viewer on TV witnesses the uniforms because one of the things that I think the MLB doesn't do a good job is is their uniforms are not as aesthetically pleasing as like almost any other major sports uniforms. There are way too many major league baseball uniforms that are just basically single block colors. Yeah, and and it's funny when they do. Uh, you know, you read other people's rankings of major league baseball uniforms, and and I I don't really we don't want to go ahead and say, which no. uniform do you think is the that's best? Just, that's subjective. But, but one of the things they said which surprised me because I, I I guess when I first saw it, I, I, everybody back in the seventies when they saw the A's with the green and the yellow, that looks fantastic. Looks, I love the way that people, looks. It's because what we didn't think about when you what you don't think about is that when you look at like if you just look at like a soccer kit and a baseball uniform next to each other at a head on line like somebody's not wearing it you're just looking at the design of it you're not thinking about how you perceive that uniform when you're watching it so in baseball that yellow and green actually looks really good on tv because of the way you typically see the players you're not seeing them in that super pulled back horizontal view like you see in most of the other major sports so you have to design the baseball uniforms differently because of the way the viewer is going to see them. You're going to see the pitcher standing there and his back a lot. So you have to think about how that color combination and design is going to look from the back and from the front. And you said the key thing, right? So the reasons why the A's ended up going in the green and the yellow was for TV because you it really popped. It pops. It looks really good. And I think that's one of the things that I, I – the it's why there's so many younger Met fans, I think, that love the black uniforms. Here we go. I knew we were going to get to the black uniforms. Yeah. I knew we were going to get to the black jerseys. We were going to have to end up here. So what I think that's why people my age like them so much is because they are visually distinct in a way. Like, I almost wonder – could you be brazen enough to go with orange pants with those? Yeah, yeah. So it's funny you say that because I was reading, you know, some of the the history. So, so I guess the Reds um, were the first team back in the, the 30s. So they wore the white jerseys, but they wore red pants, all red. And I guess at that time nobody did that, and it looked so weird. It's gonna look weird. They wore for a whole season. If they're gonna look weird, no matter what, if anybody makes any kind of major changes to where you're not wearing basically white or gray on your pants, it's gonna look weird to baseball fans. But I think not only will diversifying what the types of colors these teams wearing will make the game more visually interesting, it'll make the clean classic uniforms stand out and be a lot more interesting when they're used. Uh, well, and we'll get to the Yankees because I think right. that, that uh, you know, is an example of what is, you know, hey, we're just black and pinstripes. We don't do any other colors. This is what we are. But you I want to get talk- away with that because you're the Yankees. Right, 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 right. But I want to talk about the Dodgers, right? So they've been around a long time. And and for, you know, so back in the day, right, in the 30s, they tried stuff teams. So then I don't remember who was running the Dodgers in the mid-30s. I don't think it was Branch Rickey yet, but maybe it was. I don't think so, though. Anyway, so in 1930s, the Dodgers decided, no, Dodger blue and all that. They would be green. 
So the Dodgers wore green and the sure entire the season. And I'm sure fans lost their right. mind. So they did it for a whole season. They go this out there. the worst screen. decision ever made. Like, why are the Dodgers wearing green? The, it's Dodger blue. So they went back the next season to Dodger blue, and they have never left that since. But, but I just think, like, okay, we're going to try something. I mean, we're going to go can, the other way. We can rag on the Dodgers for a little bit. The Yankees and the Red Sox, more so the Yankees. I don't particularly care for the Red Sox uniforms. The Yankee uniform is a classic despite its simplicity. Well, you get the pinstripes, you got right? The pinstripes, so and it's and it's because of who they, they are. That. It's because the the pinstripes are so tied to their identity of being the Yankees. You can go it. The current all white LA Dodgers with the blue those uniforms, as clean as they are, they're boring. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree. It's almost like we're trying to be the you know the good boys, and they're the team that spends the most money. You guys are just the team that spends the most money. Right, like, <laughs> have this showy ostentation. Like like there's a reason why Showtime is purple and is 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 purple and gold. Right. <laughs> so so you know teams continue to try stuff, and and one of our favorite guys to uh, reference on this podcast is Bill Veck. Uh, maybe it's me who likes to do that, not so much you, but Bill Veck, uh, as in Wreck. Um, so in addition to bringing the midget into baseball and and almost bringing uh, integrating the, uh, um, the, I think the Phillies when he tried to buy them when he was a young guy and wasn't allowed um, in the seventies he was he got back to running the White Sox again and so he came up with these uniforms and you'll see Carlton Fisk and Seaver in these uniforms where they across the chest they've got it like in a, in a couple of colors and it says White Sox and it was way different than anything else you'd ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they had the they had you know the long pants um, you know in the same color and it was just a very different look. And um, you've got it somewhat easier in baseball because you're not going to go through like nearly the same stylistic shifts in what players like to wear as you have like in say football where the equipment itself is changing over time. Guys don't wear those giant bulky shoulder pads like they used to, so that's going to change how the uniform wears on the body differently. Basketball players don't like those tiny, short little shorts anymore that they wear up where you're like, hmm, that seems a little inappropriate even for basketball. So I'm glad you brought up shorts because I wasn't done with Bill Vec. I was, I was about to say, because I do remember Bill Vec tried on shorts and I just want everybody to know that man is a monster. 1976 White Sox, who were not a very good team. Um, is, that, yeah, is this like their punishment? Yeah, they, 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 he put them out there, and it wasn't every game. They, it was like Sundays or they wear it a, a, a few times. And they wore shorts. And you can go, you can look it up as. As, uh, as the saying goes, and go see these baseball players. It is. It, it looks like a Sunday beer I, league. I'm just saying. I wonder how many of like the couple good players on those those White Sox teams on Sundays just mysteriously had a couple, like some hamstring tightness just so they didn't have to play that day. And, and I think Chicago, the White Sox, also the place where they had the disco demolition night where right. they threw out. So so there was some weird things going on. Not much in the team at that time. It was around the team, but yeah, no shorts. Like that, that's one of the shorts. things. I they wore shorts with baseball. Is it's actually somewhat easier because the uniform itself. Really really isn't going to change. They're going to be wearing long pants. They're going to be wearing long socks. They're going to be wearing the jerseys. But you, you you did stuff then that, you know, like the Padres, when they first came out, they had these mustard yellow and brown uniforms. But but today it would be okay to do that. And now you have those, come, they come back as a right. throwback and people like them. Right, even right. At the time, people are like, these That's just the terrible. weirdest thing. He looks like a hot dog, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but – that visual, especially because it's not, you can't run these every day. You don't need to have 12 different jersey designs that you rotate through on a daily basis, 1 to 12. You need to Good. have like three standard yep. ones, yep. but then sprinkle in like four or five alternates that every, you know, run one run of them out there every week. So, you know, you're wearing your regular uniforms most of the time, but one game a week you're wearing something different because that'll make the game just, it's more interesting to look at. 
Well, and, and you know, take a team like the Pirates, right? One of the oldest teams in, in Major League Baseball. Um, and they haven't won, as we've talked about in this podcast, since 1979. And when they played in 79, they had those yellow uniforms with the pillbox. Why don't they roll those out? Like, they haven't won in such a long time. Maybe it's the uniform. I mean, let's put it, let, let's put it, I mean, there's a reason why you notice that, like, like, I keep referencing soccer, but you look at, like, Champions League and stuff right now, Premier League. Those uniforms are so popular and so looked at as not just a uniform that the team wears, but almost as an actual statement of fashion. The way those things designed are so important to the fans. Even if you're not a very good team, having a really good uniform right. design gives you something to be proud about. Like you can, you're like, if you're a pirate fan, it's probably hard to wear a pirate's jersey. If you're a D-back fan, we were watching them. They, they did beat the Mets yesterday. We were watching them. They're pretty good. Like they're they're not a very good baseball team. Though. Right, they're not right. going to win. They're going to win 60, 70 games this they year. They won't win seventy. <laughs> but if you have a cool uniform, you can wear it, even if the team's not good, because it just looks cool. But it's cooler to wear the uniform when so, they're good. Right, right. So the Blue Jays are a good example of that. So I, I have to say, I've never liked the Blue Jay uniforms. I can't think of one incarnation of Toronto Blue Jay uniform that I actually like. Um, the Blue Jay itself is all right and whatnot, but they're a good team now, and people are wearing their fans, and people are wearing Blue Jay uniforms as. As if, hey, you know, we're the mashing team in baseball, and there's something really and there are some big bad about teams that. that have great uniform designs. The Orioles, yeah, well, that's and the classic. And the, you know. All the, the Orioles have had a ton of really good uniform designs throughout the years. Granted, they are very helped by having an absolutely fantastic color combination in black and orange. Yeah, yeah, that, that you can do so many good looks with that, and they've had a lot of. But like. I think that's part of the reason why, despite how bad they've been for the most part, certainly since I've been alive, outside of like a couple years when right, they had right, decent right, runs, right. they have really cool uniforms. So you still see lots of War- Orioles fans because it was cool to wear their gear. Yeah, and you're right about the orange and black. I think that's you know that's a really good one. So if you had to think, when most people say, um, what is the one of the top uniforms in the major leagues? Put the Yankees aside for a second because they don't have any colors, by the way. It's black. Um, anyway, um, so what would you think it is and and why? And, and yeah. Like, yeah, it's interesting to think about because I, I wouldn't put – There's the, one that kind of comes to my mind first. Who, who do you have? The, I, I, that, I, that I hear people talk about, and it's it's the St. Louis Cardinals, right? So old, you know, old franchise. You got the birds on the bat. So nobody else does that thing that are standing on the bat. And the Cardinals going across, you know, from low to high on the jersey itself. The colors are, you know, uh, red and yellow, um, uh, really, you know, really strong. And they, they've they never really gone out there and gone too wild in their combat. Combinations no, they, we've never they seen things. them walk out with red, red jer- pants, red jerseys, and yellow pants. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, no. And they, I'm glad of that. And they're really smart in that they only ever have. It's interesting. The Cardinals do this, and a lot of other teams, like the Mets, are kind of like this. In that, orange is never the primary color for the Mets. Yellow is never the primary color, color for the right. Cardinals. It's always the accent, with red being the dominant color. And the Cardinals, I, back in the '80s when they were were good, and and, and after Hernandez left, I think uh, they started going to this blue tinged. But it was the, you know, it was a gray, but it was a blue gray. But they, it totally worked. Um, and you didn't really think of it as being, you know, a, a bluish tint. It was because it still had the orange, the red and the yellow as the, you know, the, the eye-catching part of the uniforms. I was going to bring somebody up. The Astros. As much as I don't like them, I just, their uniforms look really good. And 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 do you know the older Astro yeah. uniforms, which were kind of, at the time, again, with the big star on it and the multiple colors, it was like, whoa. 
that's but now we look back now at that as right. like that was cool, and I remember that growing up because I always assumed they had the three colors in the tri- the killer bees. That's that's kind of how I always get Biggio, Bell, and Bagwell. And they will them they will them as throwbacks still, right? I assume now they come back as throwbacks. And just to give out another team who I think has a color combination that they don't do enough with, but I've seen them have cool uniforms. The Diamondbacks, actually. Well, because they've got those colors that are not traditional baseball right. colors: the purple, it, the purple and the gold, and the, and the dark red yeah, and the yeah. black. You can do a lot of interesting things with those. Things. Whereas if you're the well, we talk about the Yankees and the Tigers. Basically, you're dealing with the Tigers are black on white, you, basically. There's no color. They, to, they, they use red sometimes, but they're orange. You'd have so. to take a really big chance and make a striking design choice to either to introduce some new color. Like the Tigers have tried a couple times because they'll go to the orange with the cat, and then they never kind of can quite figure out how to do it. But that's, I think, how you'd have to do it. You'd have to take some kind of design risk and completely reinvent what the Yankee uniform would look like. You could not try and keep the like current introducing a color. Yeah. You could not <laughs> keep the current pinstripe framework and try and bring something new in. You'd have to reimagine it wholly. And that's where the Met fans get, I think, off on the mess because black is not part of the Met color scheme, right? It is the orange from the Dodgers, the blue from the Giants, you know, so that that's where it comes from. Black, you know, okay, the Giants, I guess, had some black lettering when they were in New York and they, and they still do, but the black jerseys are so foreign to traditional fans and, and I, 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 I think you know yeah. where no, there's no black i would love to see them try some orange jerseys one time though they have they have in spring training there were on the mets i would love jerseys. to see them really come up with like a good looking design for an in-season uniform for that because i think just more visual difference and more more designs is just interesting for the game and and, and the traditional teams like the reds uh well you look at the, i like the reds because i think they should wear red pants and i think they have in 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 sometimes the recent years and, and of course when they wear short sleeves in the colder weather you'll wear the undershirt which will pick up the other color of the team i always like that having the, yeah you know the, the if it's the reds it's the it's the red sleeves under the white jersey or, or whatever team it is the yankees it's the black sleeves for the for the white jersey so you know the angels um you know i boy you know what are the angel color scheme? Right, right exactly. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the other thing some teams need to think about is because there's so many traditional primary baseball colors mm-hmm. that teams are afraid to try and do something with an unusual color combination because that's not traditional baseball. Right, right. And and we, we think that they should take more ch- chances, but I guess, you know, they, they have to be careful about getting too far out. Yeah, you don't um, want to look you don't want to have a dud where all of a sudden there's, you know, you're the, the number one on the next fifteen articles of the worst his baseball uniforms in the history of baseball that BuzzFeed. I hate, I hate stuff like that, by the way. I I, I don't really I don't really believe it. But you know, and you talk about, you know, so all the way down to, you know, the the pants, right? So for years you had the stirrups, which kind of bore and was born out of originally you wore these white socks underneath and the stirrups were just to, to bring the team color in to hold them up uh, but then they put them in as one one thing and now players prefer it seems for the most part to not wear anything like that and they wear the pants you know low so you and you get a few guys out there like remember all right dicky yeah he pitched, he like to wear the super high you know so, and i and i like that players can bring some of their own individual style and still fit within the uniform so talk about that a little bit because i think that's really interesting because yeah, that's something different than like when you look at a team like again the yankees where that nope nobody can have beers they have all these rules about how you have to look and they want a very uniform appearance. I think having guys that have their own personal style and flair and the way they look is good 
You want you want to have that guy have like people remember that. Oh yeah, Hunter you, Pence always wears them really high. <laughs> you, always, you remember guys that wear their uniform when they're good in a distinctive way, or if they're bad in a distinctive way. Right, right, right. Remember CC Sabathia wore it all the way like his pants were, were almost on the tops of his his spikes. Right. Yeah. You it know, was like it was like he was like trying to like step on his pants. You, when he he might fall over if he yeah. stepped on the bottom of his uniform or something like that. So I, I think bringing that individuality into you know the game and, and obviously a lot of these guys go up to the plate and don't look like anybody because they might have armor up there you know if you some of these guys what they're wearing as they get to the plate but yeah i think i think a lot obviously the uniform itself shouldn't be you shouldn't have guys wearing slightly slightly different variations on the same uniform at the field at the same time that's how but one guy should be able to wear his pants up high another should be able to wear his pants down low one guy wants to have no sleeves one guy wants to have sleeves that should be a little bit more free that the play i think it is but yeah, yeah, I think I think there could be even more latitude taken. Yeah. I think is what you're saying, and 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 so they, you know, they they wear helmets, you know, and they didn't start wearing helmets until the '60s. So I started thinking about that. Right into the '70s, it became mandatory in the '70s, and like 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 all these guys up there. So Dimaggio, like those guys got up there, and could you imagine with the amount of you know guys getting hit by pitches? By the way, this terrifying. year, yeah, it would be terrifying to not wear a helmet. So um, you know, the spikes are pretty similar. You can put a little personality into your spikes as you watch guys today. That was they were black. You know, for probably the first hundred years of baseball, if not more, right? And now you look some of the you know tribute spikes they were wearing Jackie Robinson Day on Friday. This you know they were they basically were wearing spikes honoring Jackie Robinson, and and I really like that. You know the players can bring that kind of style to it, and I'm sure Major League Baseball you know has all kinds of rules about how far you can go, but I expect there'll be some players that are going to push it even further than they are right now. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Hoops.